Now on Triple M's Rush Hour. Bang! Out! What about that? This is the Midweek Rush. Champagne football! Robot Building Supplies, the toughest products at better prices. Call 1-300-GO-ROBOT or robotbuildingsupplies.com.au. Triple M rocks footy. Midweek rub time. We've got the two best in the business uh, assembled yep. here. The game's best caller and the game's best newsbreaker. Hello to you, Brian. Hello, uh, JB. And uh, Damo, nice to see you. Jim, Bill, BT. And, and me, Jim. And, uh, well, you're always here, Bill. Oh. So, um, that's, you're like hey, a Brian, constant. what's a wrong with you? worried I hope don't wander into the showers. No, not with Bill. No. Down at Geelong. Did no. you used to do that in the old days for the young blokes that came no, into the I club? Didn't, Bill. No, no. And they got a bit smarty pants and a bit ahead of themselves. So you just take them in the showers and uh, get them up on the wall and say, mate, oh, just ease up a bit. Never bothered to uh, check out whether it was in the showers or whether it was just the <laughs> locker room outside, Bill. Right, But uh, it used to happen a bit. Yeah. It did. What's yeah. wrong with the Adelaide Footy Club, Brian? Uh, they probably need a little bit more of that. Uh, in amongst them, they uh, they all win ribbons there and trophies. Everyone gets a, a you know a little uh, bobby set and uh, goes along with it, and um, that's what they do. And so they have got no resilience, Bill. Well, Mitch McGovern wants to get out, of course, on the back of Jakey Lever and Charlie Cameron, Patrick Dangerfield, oh, Phil Davis, Jack Gunston, Kurt Tippett, Bernie Vince. Well, a lot of blokes have left. I wonder. There. I wonder what Tex is saying about McGovern now. Uh, you know, given what he said about Lever this time last year, mm. Um, mm. made life unbearable for him to the point where he was depressed and yep. wasn't really a good situation for him for a young kid wanting to go into I wonder what he's saying about Mitch McGovern. Well, guess what he's saying? What? That's okay. That's all good. I want to have a bit of a chat with him. That's nice. Mm. Geez, he's changed his bloody tune. <laughs> is they have got more... a departure issue, haven't they? I Massive. mean, it's just, yeah. a, it, it is amazing to me. I mean, when you look at the other Southern interstate clubs, in other words, Port Adelaide, Fremantle and West Coast, there's nothing like that attrition rate leaving those No, there's not, Jim. Look, there's a lot of things going on with Adelaide at the moment. I mean, I know we joke about how uh, Mark Rashido gets defensive about where they're at, Jim, but they had a terrible situation unfold with the soft tissue injuries, particularly hamstrings at the start of the year, and and the only people in the industry who were denying it was the Crows themselves, and we saw what happened built in there. There was a spate of them, and... Then you get to this point of the season. And BT's point... And their head physio's now they, gone. They yeah. sacked him, yeah. He's yeah. gone. Um, so Josh we, Franco uh, is, is going to just, just get out the, of coaching. Proved and the point, didn't it? Effectively, yeah, it did. Because they were protective at the, that point in time. Uh, Brett Burton's had a terrible season with communication on a number yep. of fronts. Yes. And while people keep saying, let's not raise the camp again, it's uh, other people raising the camp right now. And, and BT's point is right. It, it does go back to basically around about this time last year where they ostracised the, the man who was going to play centre-half back in a, in a grand final team to the point where, as Sam Newman revealed on the footy show, he wasn't even sitting with teammates in the uh, airport coming to Melbourne for the grand final. He wasn't, was That's he? That's 100% right, and it did a lot of damage to him. So and, where did he and sit? And it was unfair. I, I wasn't... Sam said on, that on the footy show. Well, I was yeah. out What galloping. do you know about that, BT? Because obviously you were close to the Lever family, yeah. and, and we did grill you a few times last year, and you protected the confidences Look, a, around I, that. But clearly now that it's played out and you're comparing this year with last year, you're probably uh, privy to say a bit more now. I went over to his house, and I was there, and I was there for a couple of phone calls. When's this? Uh, last year, yeah. um, and a couple of visits, and I was I was shocked at the way they were treating a guy that was about to play in a grand final for them, about to try and help them win mm. and fulfil his obligation for that year. I was absolutely staggered with one particular phone call that I heard. And uh, I just reckon that shouldn't be put on any young kid. And I'm glad to see that Tex has uh, 
looking at it differently. Perhaps he's learnt from that lesson of last year and perhaps he's uh, t- tackling the McGovern situation a little differently, not with that knowledge. Who, that phone call, yeah, was that from, from a player or yes, official? from a player. From a captain? From a player, that's all I'll say. And what, what was the content of the conversation? Uh, the content of the conversation was very, very short and angry and... To the point. Mm. And, uh, I thought About was, not committing to the clubs. Yeah, I just thought it but was that, just totally unreasonable. That'd affect the family too, just not Jake. Absolutely. Wouldn't it? 100%. Yeah. Mm. Yep. So good clubs, I always say, uh, Purple, don't lose players they want to hang on to yeah. as a rule. The odd one will go, yeah, but right. yeah. over the journey, you don't lose blokes you don't want to mm. have leave. You don't. Pretty much. And everyone says, well, there's the come home factor, but it does, hasn't affected Port Adelaide anywhere near so, as badly or West Coast or Freo. Yep. And everyone talks about the homesickness. Now, I've actually experienced this. I came from West Australia as a 16-year-old kid, and I was shockingly homesick for 12 months. But guess what? Guess what happens with homesickness? What happens? Yeah, get over it. Mm. If you can get through that tough stage of that first 12 months, you get over it. Homesickness is not something that stays there for five years. It's done and buried in a year, and all of a sudden then you, you move on with your life and things open up and you start to enjoy it. They're not They're not... They're not gritting the teeth and getting through that homesickness period to to experience what that club could be like. And you know, you look at sort of Dane Beams and everyone. It's just they've got to they've just got to have a little bit more inner strength and get through that homesickness period. We can't just keep seeing young kids come home after two years. Well, we had Andrew Brayshaw in here yesterday. He loves Fred, does. doesn't he? Yep. He said he uh, early days time. he yep. struggled, but he said he made he loves it. The Ross line has been unbelievable, and it really surprised me actually. Yep, he has. Talk you, about uh, Dane Beams. Yeah. What's going on there? Look, it has it has gone on, and and he will not look down the barrel of a camera and say I'm absolutely staying. And I think that's the easiest way to to stop this talk. Stephen May won't do it at the uh, Gold Coast Suns either, Jim. And. While Greg Swan, I think he handled it really well publicly recently when he said, look, he's got a contract, we're going to hold him to it. The fact he had to say that says all that needs to be said about what's been going on. He has been exploring the options, yep. and they are in Melbourne. And are they to, just testing him by saying that, Damon? Yeah, I reckon they yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they are, BT. And, and you take Greg Swan out his word, but until Dane Beams says something more meaningful than what he has said to this moment, you know he's thinking about it. And we do know he's thinking about it. I've spoken to people at Clubland who, who are aware of the possibilities around him coming or wanting to come back to Melbourne. And while... You know, that is a situation, BT, you referred to with homesickness. He went there for his father's reasons. Yeah, which is fair reasons. enough. And his father has passed away. Yeah, good reasons. There's no reason for him personally to be there now. And he's got a partner who has now, I think, got two kids, Bill, certainly one, who is from Melbourne as well. That's the reason that he, that he wants so, to use the compassionate grounds for a second time inside four years. So a little bit of a conspiracy theory here, and I don't want to offend him or anyone, but um, so the dropping of the captaincy earlier this year... Was that unloading that baggage to make this decision now easier, no, or was that a genuine I, need for his yeah, mental stability? I, I, I wouldn't at all link that, BT. Right. We, we saw him speak last week with Nerily Meadows on the, the Fox footy mm-hmm. programming, where he gave a context to that period of his right. life, and, and while... You know, it, it was a real reason for him to going to Brisbane. To me, what's happened this year in that space is not reason enough now to, to link with what you're saying to it in, in that context. It is harder mm. to leave leave as a captain, though, isn't it? Well, yeah. Bloody oath. Yep. It's hey. a fair question you've asked, mm. but I, I'm not linking that yep. to now, it. Now, North Melbourne, delisting Billy Hartung. Tells me something, Damo. Hmm. Bill. Bill taps his nose as if people <laughs> through their speakers in their oh. car can actually this understand. Tells what me what's it that tell you, North Bill? are getting rid of, rid of an outside running player who wasn't bad this year. Played thirteen games until he okay. got injured. Yeah, yeah, we're going yeah. very well. Tells me yep. that they've either got 
Gaff and or Pollack. They've hmm. actually signed, sealed, delivered to let go Billy Hartung. That's the, what the tells me. Pollock one has been so strong now for, for such a long time, Bill, and we've, we've been saying for some time that the, uh, the power themselves are of the view they cannot get near matching the money that North yes. has put to him. So he's the one who's in the uh, the box seat, and the unknown about Gaff remains because of him dealing with the personal um, situation around his own father, yeah, who is yeah. still very sick with what happened a couple of weeks ago with him. But Clearing space, Bill. I, I reckon yes. you're right, Bill, to raise it. Well, hard tongue was surprising. Did your um, eyebrows <laughs> look at Brian's? <laughs> what have you done, Fat? I spilled a coffee on my only shirt. I'm supposed to go and do the ultimate cashy tonight. You are. And I've got a coffee stain right in the middle. <laughs> go and see Georgie and get Nina and Pasadena. Yeah. Uh, he'll sort you out, Bristol. Yeah, yeah, but that was surprising to see Billy Hartung delisted. Yeah. I, uh, oh. Looking at speaking of the club <laughs> you're talking about there, Andrew Gaff. If he were decide uh, to decide Damo to leave. Uh, West Coast as a free agent. They're talking about the compensation pick being in the early 20s. It doesn't make it right, How does, does it? this work? No. Especially if the money, and I've got no idea, but Bill says it's over a million bucks 1. being offered 1. to him, yeah. then that would mean, surely, that they are worthy of a higher pick than the early 20s. I would have thought so. And as we have said many a time before, Jim, this uh, formula to which the AFL applies, the compensation picks can be whatever it wants to be at a given point in time, <laughs> as it was when they made sure Melbourne Footy Club got uh, a very pick three. high pick three for James Frawley when he left, uh, despite and not Buddy going for a lot of money. 19, and Buddy Hawthorne. got pick 19. <laughs> and when uh, Gary Ablett decided to leave uh, Geelong and they were only offered one pick at one stage, uh, Greg... Uh, uh, sorry, Brian Cook uh, disputed that BT and managed to get some more. So you can wiggle room your way out of uh, into and out of these things. It's whatever the AFL wants it to be. Uh, interesting enough, Nathan Freeman also got yeah. delisted at St Kilda. So yeah. the first thing I'd say about him is I'd say, well, how long? How many games did he play at Collingwood? None, None. right? Yep. How many years was he there, Damo? No, three he was there for two or three. Yep, three, so two had... years at St Kilda. Yep. So five years he's played mm. two games. Yep. Um, it, it's, it sounds harsh. But it's five years without having played two games yeah. on a list at two different clubs. So you've got two different subjective views. Yeah. So you can't yeah. say that you've been uh, victimised or anything like that. You've had two different clubs that have said, no, nah, it's not going to happen mm. for you. Yeah. Same can be said for Jimmy Tumpus. Yeah. Yes. Pick four overall. Yeah. Uh, it's a disappointing return for him. Such a talented kid mm. when he came in. Every yeah. all the whispers around him was he's going to be fantastic. Yeah. It does sometimes doesn't work. Purple. It just didn't, did it? It went back to his home state after initially not uh, succeeding in uh, in Victoria at, at Melbourne, and uh, it didn't work for him there. I think either. the hairy one had him down as a very high um, did. prospect, didn't he? he? Did and and what ended up happening <laughs> is Christian Salem, the even hairier, uh, yes. has become a very good player. And, 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 and particularly over the last. Month, six weeks. He's really got, yeah. he's become really important, Salem. That when they switch the ball, he's the last yep. player the in, the, in the line, the kicker bill on he the is. left. Ask you more yep. about Melbourne when we come back. Dale Morris has signed up for next year, one year deal. Well done tomorrow. Absolutely. Hey, Brian, did you get to catch the uh, documentary last night on Fox, Keep North South, about Jim keeping North Melbourne at home? I saw a very young James Brayshaw up there, (laughs) and uh, I watched about half of it, and then uh, the lovely said, (laughs) it's a little bit uh, boring. (laughs) I I wanted to keep watching it, so what I did is I hit record, and I'm going to go and watch the second half. But I did see the first half, and interesting story. At the end of it, towards the end... Uh, Jim, you teared up when uh, you're talking about Peter Scanlon. Uh, Peter Scanlon's magnificent. Up, and not you? enough 
There was a lot more said about Peter Scanlon. I know they had time constraints, but right. he is the man. He's the reason the club is where it is and who it is and what it is now. What, what, can you nail down to what he did in that particular time? Yep, what two was things. The main Firstly, thing? he did what very few properly wealthy people do, Bristol, and that's yeah. actually put money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he put an enormous amount of financial uh, backing into the club. Yep. He also set up the huddle, which is the multicultural arm of the club now, which is uh, world class. Right. But the other thing, BT, which you can't um, you put an, a figure on, and Damo was around and remember this, is there were two or three times when push genuinely came to shove between us and the AFL at that time. Yep. And Peter had obviously been a commissioner back in the day and was hugely respected at AFL House. And he came with us in a couple of those meetings where his presence helped enormously. Right. So he's, he, he, was, he was a towering figure in footy. And, and he, he started crying. And you, you were on it more, Damien, than him. I didn't cry, though, Bill. But you were on What I'm are you doing? I'm not sure I did either. But, you, you uh, think you welled up. Uh, no, I think uh, Bob Ansett did, though. Right Bob did. Right. Right. And, and Eugene Ansett. did. Eugene yeah, right. did. You got a bit of the black caviar sort of Watley about you. Yeah, uh, with, that, with that book that he wrote <laughs> that he really didn't, shouldn't have written because no one wanted him to write the book and he wrote it anyway. And it's only a matter of before the time the Winks one comes out. <laughs> That he has nothing to do with. <laughs> I, I thought I was helping out Heath Lachlan when he started doing it as a club project, BT, back in 2016. So I, I'd almost forgotten it's, it's I was... Uh, ended up on Broadway. On Broadway. <laughs> hey, um, speaking of the Melbourne... Oh, yeah, go on. Well, the St Kilda side, because yes. this is your story, speaking of Damien here, his story that he told us two weeks ago, Jim. Yes. Andrew Bassett. Uh, yes, that he was going to uh, be the new president and Peter Summons had stepped down. That's happened today. Today, yeah. Confirmed. They did it last week at a board meeting. Now, I, I go down this path, Bill, but I'm a bit afraid to before we... Oh, no. Oh, no. no are you two... <laughs> Brian? This happened after I left on... Oh, so had, just, uh, uh, no, Damo, you don't be bloody... You go we, any way you want as long as it's not fake news. <laughs> <laughs> we had a few moments, Jim, after you I left us on this. Saturday. And, I um, I was I'm a little bit worried about referring to Alan Richardson's yep. tenure as coach, but uh, he was asked, Andrew Bassett, in his very first press conference today as... St Kilda President about Alan Richardson and uh, you can make of this what you choose to do. You were sure that Alan Richardson is the coach of this footy club in round one 2019? Um, that's the case, yes. So there's nothing that can change between now and, and that period over summer that, that, will, that will change that um, going to next year? I think that's highly unlikely. Ooh. It's still not a full stop though. Do you feel that there's still a bit of wriggle room for the club with his causes and his contract that that might not you know, play out. I think clubs putting together a coaching panel under Alan uh, that we are confident will take us into 2019 and see success. Mm. Oh, that's so Brian, sounds pretty confident to me. No, not really, Brian. I would have thought. Hang on. The first question one, yeah. categoric. Question two, not categoric. No, no. Question three, full support and backing again. Right. So yeah. two out of the three, I thought was pretty good. Mm, hey, <laughs> would have been three out of three. Would have been. Well, I, he's probably uh, a little bit inexperienced at the uh, yeah, sure. uh, right. the football media side of things. I would have thought, Bill. Hey, uh, Bristol, love the job you did on Sunday with the Demons game against GWS. Has mm -hmm. that made you a believer in two weeks' time I, against the Cats? I love watching them. I sent one of their coaches a message today, just saying how much how enjoyable they were to watch. Yep. Because I haven't been a big Melbourne believer. You're right, JB. I, I've seen them play two Ripper games this year. One in Adelaide. Uh, one in Alice Springs against Adelaide, yep. sensational. And then the other day, sensational. And the other thing that's good about Melbourne is they're great to watch because mm, they score. They yep. I think they uh, the highest scoring team in the competition or thereabouts, yep. certainly over well over 100 points uh, they've averaged this year as against 61 mm. two or three years ago when they were trying to bring all this together. They're still learning to win, and so there's going to be ups and downs as a result of that. I don't see it as a steady climb up the hill for them. I think there's going to be a few downs along the way, but I'm impressed. They're great fun to watch. They attack. 
They don't have their full team available. I'm incredibly impressed with Gorn. He is better than I thought he was. Brayshaw is better than yes. I thought he was. Harms. And they've got guys, like you said before, Salem. Uh, Harms, Harms is doing a great job. Now, Brendan McCartney, I'm told, has one-on-one Harms all year. Yeah. So that he's been Brendan's private and personal job. Tudor. Uh, Tudor. Uh, Harms and he's done a great job. Oh, what yeah. did you make Neville of the Jetta as well? Jetta, yeah, magnificent. yeah, the Ford craft of the man who's coming to replace mm. Jesse Hogan, Sam Wiedemann. Excellent. Two games he's played. Both of them were important. Both of them weren't high possession games, but in the air, five or six marks look very, very impressive. Because don't forget, they had been tutoring him as a ruckman in the VFL over the last mm. ten weeks, and all of a sudden he gets the call as a replacement for Hogan up forward, which I think he's probably more his natural position anyway. He's done a great job. He look they actually look more like scoring with him than they do Hogan. Strangely enough, I don't know whether it's because he stays a little bit closer to goal. Um, he looks like he's got a little bit more athleticism. I think he's been absolutely fantastic in the two games so far. Can we get a third and a fourth good game out of him? Let's hope not. He's a young player. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how he goes. It's a big good. game, isn't it? Geelong, yeah. Melbourne. Mm. That is a beauty. He's, of course, the son of Mark Wiedemann, who played about a dozen games for Collingwood. Mm. I played on him in the Under-18 Championship in Adelaide. And, of course, uh, Mark's the son of the great Murray. The legend. Murray, Murray yeah. 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 And the Hawks, I uh, see Al Clarkson guarantees Jared Roughhead, Damo, a spot on the list if he wants it. Yeah, having himself put it out publicly that uh, there was a discussion to be had similar to what's happened last year with Luke Hodge and prior to that uh, the year before with uh, Sam Mitchell and Jordan Lewis. So they needed to nip that this particular one in the bud, Jim, given the, um, I suppose, the emotion attached to Jared's uh, journey through football in the latter years and also the fact that uh, they now think in going into a qualifying final, they're a, a massive life chance. My information was that uh, Ruff slabbed up Ooh. and uh, tucked him under the arm and knocked on the door and said, I'm here to talk about the... Um my future. Good. Oh, good. Uh, hit me between the eyeballs with it. Yep. And uh, that's what happened. I don't know what the outcome of that was. Um, we're hearing it all sort of slowly now, but that's what I'm told uh, happened. Might good. Have been, might have been another trip somewhere else too, but anyway. That's what that's, um, men at footy clubs do, Bristol. Mm, yeah. They eyeball that's each right. other. And, and Alistair Clarkson, like, you know, you've got to hand it to him. To be able to knock these superstar premiership players <laughs> and, and, and plan, you know, under the under the umbrella of we're planning for your future, yeah. it's not just the next year at Hawthorne. I want you to get the next three or four years in, in control as well. It's been bloody it, fantastic. It is extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, we, we've all addressed it as it unfolded and we're shocked, weren't we, when it all went down. Yes. And then it happened the second year with mm. Luke Hodge. I mean, it, it, of all the iconic figures at that footy club, there's mm. no more iconic one than him. It happened last year. He was prepared and I think he still may revisit it, BT, despite what's being yep. said this week with Roughhead. But, it's extraordinary, isn't it? Just the way you couch yeah. that, that, that oh, he's prepared to yeah. do it. A, he's prepared to do it, and then B, do it. It's its extraordinary. And and I reckon there's a chance he won't play at Hawthorne next year, Ruff. Oh, uh, mm. if, if he gets a deal that is a, a little more lengthy two. at another club, two, three, uh, coach attached Ooh, to it, whatever, yeah. uh, you know, that's what thats what Clarkson is saying to him. He's yeah. saying, hey, listen, mate, I can, I can let you play here next year. Whether you get a game or not will depend on your form. Yeah. But, but let's have a look outside. If the there's something out there and someone wants you for three years yeah. and they can offer you a potential sort of uh, coaching sort of apprenticeship as well, maybe that's worthwhile you taking. Which is more of a mate thing, isn't it, than mm. a coach? Uh, Travis Varco situation, Damo. What, will what's happening with his mm. sister affect his ability to play in uh, a week and a half time? Uh, uh, you'd imagine it would, Jim. It's just terribly sad, isn't it? Yep. Uh, on on the back of a, a knock in a in a women's game on the weekend, and now uh, he, he had to travel there to be by the bedside. Uh, 
with uh, with the whole family to be with her at these moments. It's um it's just a shattering uh, situation for him right now, and 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 where it uh, where it could go, and and the footy part of his life right now is is very very secondary. secondary. Yeah. Uh, we wish him well, Bloody that, of course. Good um, bloke, lovely bloke. What's happening um, with Brett Ratton and Sam Mitchell? Uh, Ratton's going to the Saints, isn't he? Is that been confirmed? Hasn't been confirmed. No, yeah, hasn't. but it's uh, it's strongly been mooted that that's the as a senior uh, assistant case. to Richo. Yeah, and Sam Mitchell's yet to determine where he's going. Right, mm. you're all over Sam Mitchell, though, aren't you? Yeah, there's something going on. There is something going there's on. There's something cooking. Yeah. I don't but like they, again, but because both those individuals are still with clubs in the finals, right, they can't the do. timing around announcements where they'll be next year is likely to be uh, held back until that moment. I don't mm. reckon Sam Mitchell's done himself any favours in terms of confidence in him to cut, you know, by doing what he's done. Though at least he was honest. What do you mean he was honest? He well, he came been... out and said he wants to go. Yeah, but he should have been honest at the start. Well, that was two and years ago. And said that that's a possibility. Well, it was two years ago, Brian. No, Things change. Family Nearly. I'm just going to return <laughs> to... Boy, where are you going? I just, just wanted to leave you with something. Oh, well, no, <laughs> we're going to do that, Brian. We'll stay with that. We'll do yeah. that. Mitch McGovern we started with, but let's just talk uh, where he could potentially be going. Is it Carlton and no one else? The, the talk got really strong last week, Jim, and it came from other clubs that it was Carlton, and they've obviously had to address that this week. And what... The talk was born of was the Carlton's number one pick. Now it wouldn't have been a straight swap yep. naturally enough, but that what that would have allowed was to allow the Crows to get their hands on a pick that would allow them then to then use that potentially on the Cocious. And yep. there's still varying reports as to whether they are as desperate for him, Bill, as some people or think Rankin, they are, or Rankin, or Rankin, or, or both. Somehow, if you've got pick but, one in your hands, so what, somehow you can then leverage off. How others, would they so. get it? The Carlton are not going to give up one, are they? Because well, they they take Sam Walsh. I, I'd be staggered if Carlton gave up one. Yes, I'd be staggered, but. But we've all been around long enough to know that uh, anything can and sometimes They're looking happen. at a priority pick mid-first right. round? Yeah. It won't, Jim, I, I still think it will go back to the end of first. I, I, I really do. I just think that the mutiny of other clubs will be of a nature that it will just have the AFL embarrassed to dare think of it not being that far back. Well, that's not right. enough for Adelaide. By the way, you mentioned Sam Welsh. He yeah. and his mate in the midfield for Geelong Falcons last week had 65 between them. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he's good. He's a star, man. Mm. Outstanding. On the wing. All right, now, Bristol, what are you leaving us with as we get oh, ready for the ultimate cashy out at uh, Upper make, Tacoma? Don't make it so cold, uh, All right, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> warm just, that up a bit now, oh, uh, Brian, Brian, just as we get yeah, ourselves at Brian. Just a little cryptic one here. Yes. Just beware, because uh, over the next period of time, um, there may well be a massive announcement at Ooh. one of our big clubs Jeez. regarding an acquisition that... Um, mm. Bit of a throwback, oh. uh, but uh, just to steady the ship and uh, sort of uh, just be careful. Oh. Be gu- just Gubby, be careful. Gubby Allen? Are you, I'm thinking so Carlton. Just, just watch out for that. Gubby oh. Allen? Are you talking about Gubby Allen? Next few weeks. One, no, I'm not, uh, I've got no name for you. A bit of a throwback and just be careful. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Brian's looking for. Thank you, It's going to jump out of your radio and bite you. <laughs> Look forward to seeing you out at Upway uh, tonight, uh, Upway Tacoma, up there tonight for the uh, Sportsman's Night we're doing up there. Uh, chari- yep. Charity style. That's it. Great. All, all, chari- all, all charity. All charity. No, ball. Brian, we'll take something out. Uh, <laughs> how, how far is it to get to Upway? Like it's, it's about an hour. Two? I'm leaving now. It's a fair way, uh, <laughs> yeah, Bill. Jim. It's about a four or fiver for you. Well, I might get a half a dozen. You can have one, I'll have five. Don't <laughs> I? Uh, good to see you, boys. Look forward to seeing you tonight. Good on you.